Yeah. And, you know, we, we say, you know, you, you go to school for four years, you know, maybe five if you do the kind of the fifth year senior thing, but, but really four years. So now you're 22, maybe 23. And what you're left with is the degree of where you went to school, the relationships you met, you made along the way, and then the memories, right? Like the, the gear stops coming, the travel stops, the fans stop cheering. So then it's like, well, what are you left with? Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. I'm your host, Christian Barber, and today we have a special guest on the podcast. It's not every day we have a head coach uh, come on the pod and, and offer advice out to our audience of, of parents and players. So I'm super excited. The head coach from McAllister College, Abe Woldeslassie. Hopefully I, I pronounced it correctly. The last name we just discussed it. Um, I, I, you, it almost makes me think of like Coach K. Uh, do you just go by Coach W or Coach Abe? What, what do your players call you, Coach? And welcome onto the pod. Hey, uh, Christian, thanks so much, man. No, you, you hit a home run. Uh, most of the guys call me Coach Abe, but but last name, you, you said it great. Oh, I love it. Coach Abe. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, first of all, again, appreciate you taking time on here. Um, I've been doing these pods with PSB for probably two years, maybe two and a half years. Not too many times have we had many head coaches on here. I know we've had Don Showalter, uh, Landry Kosmowski's come on, who's, who's Logan Kosmowski's brother. But it's always um, awesome to have a head coach on um, and have you kind of sharing knowledge with our audience. So we appreciate your time here. Um, again, man, you're the head coach at McAllister College. Now, where is that? I, I read it's in St. Paul. Where where exactly is that? Yep. Yep. So we're in St. Paul, Minnesota. So we are um, right in the city. So St. Paul's the capital. And what's nice is we're, we're 10 minutes from the airport. 10 minutes from downtown St. Paul, 10 minutes from downtown Minneapolis. So a uh, real nice location, easy to get around. And um, and uh, yeah, in St. Paul, there are about 350,000 people in our city. Okay, nice, nice. Well, okay, a quick pause, completely unrelated. Um, uh, right now, give me an answer, Timberwolves or, or Grizzlies. Be like real with me. <laughs> Who's taking that series? It's tied 2-2 at the time we're recording this. I know, I know. Ga- you know, we, we had a nice game four win. Uh, after game three, we had a little bit of a, a collapse. So now it's 2-2. Game five, I think whoever wins game five is going to win the series. So I hope mm. it's my Wolves, uh, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe I may have to clip that um, and make some some social content. We hope it's the Wolves. Anthony Edwards is the real deal, my goodness. Uh, but that that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about Division three basketball. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. We're going to hop into your journey and, and kind of what brought you to where you are. But, you know, to prep the audience out there, we uh, two weeks ago, we had a kind of week where we did some podcasts on Division two basketball, just talking uh, with former Division two players about, hey, this is what Division two is really like. So now we're taking a, a deeper peek into Division three uh, PSB. We've had so many alumni go to the Div- Division three levels and, and we're such a uh, advocates because we understand that there's great basketball to be played um and and goodness just playing college basketball at any division you're such a small percentage it's such an accomplishment so i'm excited to to peel back the curtain even more here um so coach abe i did a little research on you i I saw you've done you know a bunch of you were an assistant coach at division one division three levels i know you said davidson uh dartmouth college uh, there's so many um i want to get into a little bit of your background and kind of uh why why you got into coaching and then maybe Maybe what led you up to uh, the position you're at today? Yeah. So, and again, man, I'm just so thankful to be here with you and, and talk about this, but because um, at the end of the day, we just want to educate people, right? And and fit is so important. You'll hear me say fit more and more um, throughout, but um, yeah, I played at McAllister. I graduated in 2008. 
And after I graduated, I knew I wanted to coach. And so um, I actually moved out to Vegas. I was working at Impact Basketball, uh, mm -hmm. doing uh, some training and helping out with NBA pre-draft, but also working with international pros, college players, high school, middle school, and that whole thing. So um, I was out there for two years and then uh, moved home and wanted to look for college jobs. So I ended up getting a job at Bowdoin College in Maine, a small division three school, and got my first taste of coaching in college. And so I uh, was in, at Maine for two years at Bowdoin College, uh, went to Dartmouth for a year as director of ops, uh, Davidson for three years as director of ops in North Carolina, obviously not far from where you are, and then uh, Siena College for two years as, as an assistant division one level, and then now back home. So uh, a lot of moving, a lot of travel, um, but it's amazing where basketball can take you and people you meet along the way. And so um, I'm grateful that now I get to come back home and now I'm the head coach um, at, at the school I went to. And man, I read a, a crazy story. I didn't um, research your entire life, but I did a little, <laughs> little, little 10 minute look up before we hopped on here. It was a crazy story. I, I got to hear if this is right. It's along the lines of when you got the call that you got the uh, head coaching job at McAllister, unless somebody just, you know, put a complete lie out there that you like immediately packed your stuff and, and drove and spent a night in Chicago and then drove to the school. Is that true? Just immediately. No, I mean, uh, it, and it says that you, it was 18 and a half hours and you just wanted to meet the players that bad. It, it was, uh, it was, uh, I think two or three days after. So it wasn't, okay. Okay. It wasn't okay. like, maybe it's a, it's kind of like movies, maybe it gets embellished for the story. I think I it was know, slightly, slightly embellished, but, um, yeah, it was like two or three days after. So I, I stayed, one of my teammates, um, lived in Chicago at the time. So, I drove 12 hours all the way to Chicago, stayed the night, and then uh, about six hours to uh, Minnesota. It, it, either way, what it showed me before, you know, this is our first time meeting, is you you obviously love hoops and just, you know, the opportunity to be a head coach at, at any level um, is, is an incredible one, not one I would uh, know. I think I coached a sixth grade team for us at one point, um, but we weren't running much schemes. But uh, just incredible, man, and, and so now you've – gotten to be a head coach so now we really kind of dive into the conversation so you're at the division three level um i think it'll be kind of interesting to start out and i'm putting you on the spot here i tell our audience every time we don't really script these we go into these this is pretty open raw conversation what are ones that got to come right to your head some some big misconceptions of division three basketball that you hear a lot that you would love to to debunk right now yeah, I think the number one uh, misconception is that we don't offer scholarships. That's something you hear mm. a lot. And right. So and the, the truth is Division one and Division two schools offer athletic scholarships. Division three schools do not. But what we offer are merit scholarships, you know, based on their academic record and then need based scholarships based on their financial needs. So, um, you know, whatever that amount is, let, let's just say twenty thousand dollars whether that's a $20,000 athletic scholarship or a $20,000 need-based or $20,000 merit-based or whatever, the number is the same. So I think, you know, the, the age we live in, social media is a great tool. I, you know, it's when used wisely, it helps you. When used poorly, it'll hurt you, right? But yep. sometimes the misconception, I think, in Division three is like, well, they don't offer scholarships. And it's like, well, no, we, we don't offer athletic, but we still offer need and merit. And that money is the same no matter how it's packaged. So... Um, that that to me is the number one misconception. Yeah, I love my uh, initial reaction is, uh, you know, I didn't know what you were going to say. I thought you may talk about the skill level of Division three basketball and how people don't understand how high quality basketball is. But your first thought goes to 
money and, and the finances because college is an investment, right? And, and every time we talk to anyone uh, who's a coach or high level, immediately go to players, you know, understand that if you could get your school for free, it's incredible. And there are ways to get that done um, at the division three level. Uh, Cause you know, we're big here at PSB at talking about, this is a, a 40 year plan. You know, you're setting yourself up for, for long, long and after. So I love you jump, uh, you jumping right into that is, is such an important piece of it, but let's go to on the court. What are some yeah. misconceptions? I mean, I just said it, you know, I, I think it's relatively fair to say people think, oh, division three basketball, it's not D1. Oh, I could, you know, whatever, whatever they're going to say, please uh, blow that up for our listeners right now. <laughs> one, one of the, and this is not to take anything away from players I've coached, but one of the best players I've ever coached was, uh, his name is Will Hanley. He played at Bowdoin College in Maine, division three, and he ended up playing uh, eight years overseas, played in uh, France and Spain in Japan, in Uruguay, in Portugal. And this was, uh, I know we're just doing audio, but quote unquote, division three player, right? And so what happens is the, the, the player, when, when I talk about fit, it's academic fit, athletic fit, social fit, right? So as an 18 year old, that player who goes division three, and maybe he starts right away, or maybe he plays right away, as opposed to the guy who goes division one, and he's not in the rotation, over the course of two or three years, now they're both 21, and it's like that division three player has gotten so many more reps and so much more game experience and, and built so much more confidence. And he's probably less likely to transfer, which is another thing we'll talk about later, that now all of a sudden at 21 or 22, as they're getting ready to graduate, that division three player has, has developed more and has become actually a better player. And so, um, yeah, you know, as you go up, maybe athleticism, size, like that stuff changes. But mm-hmm. in terms of skill level, in terms of work ethic, uh, in terms of drive, I, I think division three is, is as good as, as the higher levels. I think I was talking about this with uh, last last week. We put out a pod with two former division two players who I was chatting with. And we were like, we kind of had this little debate on like guys at the D2, D3, guys or ladies at the D2, D3 level might be hungrier than D1 because it is the kind of like, oh, the uh, the the over or overlooked, you know, or, or people saying, oh, y'all, you're not as good as a division one player or is maybe a good bit of, of players who are looking to go either hopefully be able to play D1 or overseas, like you said. So we were kind of discussing just how, man, that's real hungry basketball when you're willing to commit to the thousands of hours required from a college basketball season um, at that level, knowing you're not wearing Duke on your chest or getting all of this incredible shine. You really love hoops and you really love to grind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it too is, you know, most high school players, boys and girls have probably never seen a division three game live, right? So when you're, you're watching on TV, you're, you know, you might see ACC or Big Ten or Pac-12, SEC, whatever, you don't oftentimes get to see Division II or Division Three games on TV. So there's just this like, well, I've never seen it and I don't really know. If I've never seen it, maybe it's not as good. Uh, when in reality, if they would go to a game or even go to a practice, um, I, I think most high school kids would, would be surprised. Yeah, and I think the intensity level, man, across the board is no different. Uh, I think, like you said, yeah, yes, uh, at the high Division One levels, 
there's some freak athletes. There's your yeah. Zion Williamson's yeah. that are not at the D3 level. You know, that, that, that's, that's fair. Fair enough. Uh, but the intensity, the way the game is played, the approach from, from all the goodness, I don't even want to know the thousands of hours you put in as a, as a head coach. I told you I was a manager, so I got to see behind the scenes at the college coaching level. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It made me uh, decide not to go the coaching route uh, because maybe I decided, goodness, I, maybe I don't love it that much, which is okay for me to say. And I just have so much respect for all the time you put into it to watch the film and to recruit and do everything. So my, my whole point is the intensity level, the approach is no different, whether you're at Kansas, uh, national champion of, of division one or division three, it's the same film session, same long practices, same hard work. Yeah, correct. And, and minus, like you said, the, the TV and the shine and, you know, the, the gear travel, we, we don't travel like, like they do at the division one level, but, um, but I always ask kids, you know, like, why do you play? Like, why do you play basketball? Right. And a lot of times it's, you know, I, I love playing with my friends or I love competition or it gives me confidence. And that doesn't change regardless if you're division one, two or three. And if you're, if you're playing for the right reasons and, Winning feels great and losing hurts, right? You talk about coaching sixth graders, right? You lose, you feel bad, you win, everyone's celebrating. And, and it's the same um, at any, any college level. Agreed. My, so my older brother actually played at Anderson University in South Carolina. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm if you've heard of it yet. Yeah. Division two, I think it was 2008 to 2012. So when I was younger, I already kind of had an introduction uh, to it. And, and he's a heck of a player. Really, really good player. I wish Brendan was on here. He would attest that uh, Nick should have been a pro definitely overseas after his career. Uh, but he my brother is such a big advocate for division two, because he always says he actually got recruited to like Liberty and a couple other low D ones, West point. He had a couple of opportunities and he said, you know, if I went there, I would have, you know, rode the bench for a while, uh, maybe got some minutes my junior, senior year, but, but he went to a place that fit, you know, the word you say fit, fit him so much better. Um, and then good gosh, I mean, I'm still in a group chat with some of actually him and, and the players from that team who I I've somehow been able to get sneak into that friend group, just some, really good basketball players goodness and one of them 610 big guy who was the the four you know who actually transferred down from I think like the Citadel but man just really really good players so I got lucky enough early on to see um, that level uh, and and how good it can be and then my brother got to win a lot of games got to experience a lot of success and he always says he I think he still leads the school in FGAs field goals attempted so he got to shoot the ball a lot you know like you said he got the reps which matters he was getting them up. And yeah, and a lot of it's like, what do you want your experience to be? And, you know, when we talk with families, uh, recruits, high school AU coaches, you know, a, a lot of times at the higher division one or division two, you know, maybe guys don't have time for jobs or internships because of the time that they have to put into practice and travel and games and stuff. But, um, you know, our guys get really good internships in the summer and, you know, th there's a balance, I think at our level to mm -hmm. talk about another maybe misconception that people don't realize that you can still, you can be a really good student, a really good athlete, and still have that social life, right? And so, um, whereas at the other levels, when you are on scholarship, a lot of times your schedule is a little bit more rigid than it would be at our level. Yeah, goodness. Uh, the, the schedule of, I mean any, any uh, college athlete is, is very intense in the, the hours you're putting in. But uh, I like how you point out there that there is a little more opportunity for balance um, at your level, which again, it's, 
you know, seeing the bigger picture of, yeah, you mentioned the one player that goes overseas to, to play pro from that level, but even from the D1 level, there's so many players that don't go on to play professionally. I mean, it's, it's such a small, 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 small percentage of players that get that opportunity. Uh, so the other 98% or 99%, uh, we got to do something with whatever education was earned or whatever is left over, right? So having that balance can be huge. Yeah. And, you know, we, we say, you know, you go to school for four years, you know, maybe five if you do the kind of the fifth year senior thing, but but really four years. So now you're 22, maybe 23. And what you're left with is the degree of where you went to school, the relationships you met, you made along the way, and then the memories, right? Like the, the gear stops coming, the travel stops, the fans stop cheering. So then it's like, well, what are you left with? Right. And so um, whether it's, it's not about, well, I should go D3 or I should go D2 or D1. No, go to where the best, what's the best academic fit? What's the best athletic fit? What's the best social fit? And if you can find that at division one, great division two, great, or division three, great. But I think a lot of times students are maybe too quick to dismiss division three because they think they can't achieve what they want to achieve at, at our level. And, and that that's misguided. For sure. It's 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 not true. Um, I have buddies that have played at the D3 level. I have a buddy who played at a Haverford named Joe Hartman. Maybe that rings a bell to you. Maybe not. Um, well, Haverford, definitely. Haver OK, I, I OK. Don't, I don't know Joe, but yeah, I don't I don't think Joe is. Um, oh, man, hopefully he's not listening. I don't think he did anything <laughs> that stellar to to completely uh, catch the eye. But anyways, I, I've I, you know, I, I'm, I've been around. I'm friends with people that have played at that level and, and gotten an education from that level and and used it and, and done great things. So uh, another great point to point out the balance that you can have and that matters and that will help you set up um, for the day that ball stops bouncing uh, and you know, the ball stopped bouncing for you. It's not bouncing for me. We're both still involved in it. But, um, you know, once you get onto this side of it where you're not putting on a jersey anymore, you realize those things. You're like, oh, yeah. those things do matter. There's memories and all those. So I, I like that you allude to that. Do you talk to players and families about that when you meet with them to recruit? Do you talk about that exact concept right there? Yeah. Yeah. And I think parents understand it because they're older, right? Like when you're a 17 year old student, like your senior year, you just, you don't have that life perspective. And so yeah. I hope you know, I hope that players and, and high school kids are listening to this, but I also hope like high school and AU coaches are listening as well, because I get that, you know, it may sound cool. Like, Hey, I, I sent five players division one or four players division two, whatever that is. But I think what's even cooler is to say, well, like, what are they doing once they're done playing? So not just, well, okay. When they're 18 to 22, but like 10 years down the road, like, are you going to their weddings? Are they, what kind of dads are they? What kind of husbands are they? What are they doing for work? How are they helping their community? And um, I, I just think that when you look at it holistically and not, it, it's bigger than just like, well, how many points did he score? How many shots did he get? Right. Like that, that's cool. That's important, but um, that's not the end all be all. So um, what type of man is he when he's done playing like that? That's what we're trying to build and make sure that, Hey, you come here for four years, like when your son graduates or when you graduate, you're going to be, um, you know, have a really good job, have a great experience and um, be proud that you went here. Yeah, I've, I've referenced it a few times the episode I did with the two former D2 guys. I think we at the very end, we were all kind of like, man, we just really wish the names Division One, Two, Three didn't exist. Uh, and, and players simply went to whatever college fit them, uh, whatever coach it wanted them. Uh, whatever system was right for them, whatever academics, uh, it would just be interesting to think to see, you know, if you could peel away that stupid division one, two, three title and just evaluate it on, 
your life, the hoops you want to play, the school you want to be in, the location you want to be at, what you want to achieve. Uh, it would just, you know, be very enlightening. And you can do that. You can remove those labels. It is possible to do. Um, Coach Abe, I want to talk for a minute about and highlight uh, your successes, because as I was uh, reading a little bit, I, I you know, don't hope, call me out if I'm misstating, but looks like when you took over the team 2018, I believe uh, the year before they were three and 22. Um, and it looks like every season since you've had more and more wins this past season, 15 and 13, the first number six seed ever to make the conference championship game. Uh, congrats. That's amazing, man. Tell me a little bit about that journey of picking up a three and 22 program. You're you're about at the bottom. And hey, I had a high school year where we lost a lot of games. So I, I've been, I know what it means. I, you're at the bottom. How, how do you turn that around in three to four years? Man, Christian, you did your research, man. I, I appreciate I that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think. I wanted a great challenge and this is home for me. Uh, again, I, I wore the Jersey. I, I played here. I graduated, went to school here. And so I'm always open about this Christian. I, I tell recruits this when they visit, I tell their parents, we have never made the NCAA tournament zero times in school history. It's never happened. So some people might run from that and say, well, why would you go there? They've never done it. Well, I want to be the first and I want to help yeah. build a program. That's the first. So like I've said to recruits, like, do you want to, would you consider yourself a leader or a follower? Right. And most everyone always says they're a leader. Okay. So whether they are or not, usually I, I've rarely heard someone say a follower. And so I wanted to say, well, I wanted to prove that and lead a program. And in order to do that, I got to find guys that want that. So we went from, yeah, the year before the team was three and 22, we went seven and 18 in our first year, right. Which is improvement, right. You could yep. say, Hey, we, we doubled our wins, right. Which yep. is, is a positive step. And then year two, we went eight and 17. So we got one more win. Year three was kind of a wacky year because we only played four games because of COVID. So we went two and two, but hey, two and two is 500. Hey, so now, 500. Now, hey, now year three, now year three, we're 500. So now year four, which is this year, uh, it, you know, we started out three and oh, then we lost nine of 10. So we were, we mm. were four and nine at one point and kind of had, had really struggled. Part of that was, few of our guys had COVID, one guy had mono, and it's not to make excuses, but just to kind of give you some yeah, background. Yeah, that matters. That matters. Yeah. Um, but then we finished strong, and and we we went 15 and 13, like you said. Um, we went to the conference championship for only the second time in school history, and we were the first six seed ever in our conference to make the championship game. We, we lost to uh, St. John's, who ended up winning the league. Um, they were the number one seed in our conference, but um, but it was a big step. So every single year, our winning percentages went up. Um, we still haven't made the NCAA tournament. Uh, we were we we lost by four this year in the championship game, but uh, but we're on the right path. And so uh, now, as we keep improving, we become more attractive to recruits because now they, there's a track record. Like, hey, every year they're improving, and I want to be a part of that. So, uh, but we're always honest about what we haven't done and say, hey, you know, this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is our objective. And so you got to find people that that want that. And, and if you don't want that, that's okay. But if you do want that, then you got to realize like we're going to have to work at a level that we've never worked at to, to get somewhere we've never got. So, uh, you know, so my goodness. Yeah, I dude, I would, I, I swear I'd play for you. I didn't play college basketball. I wish I, uh, I wish I could have. So I wish, I wish I would have heard you say those words a few years back. I'd have been like, all right, I'll run through a brick wall. I'm ready. <laughs> um, no, I, I genuinely really love it. And, you know, I was going to try to kind of pull on the back half of our convo some advice out of you without you giving your secrets away. Um, but, you know, what I kind of just heard is that what has helped you turn this around is just being really honest with recruits and saying, look, this is not uh, you, you're going to have to put in a lot of sweat. 
and not a lot of people are going to see it. You know, you're going to have to do a lot of work in the in the dark when it's just us in the gym and it's just us against the world, really. You know, and then you got to go, you know, uh, long bus rides and, and win games. And, and our program hasn't been great in the recent history. And do you really want to come in here and put in the work because we can do it, but it's not going to be easy. Right. And I, I just interesting that your approach not I mean, in a interesting is just to be blatantly honest but then look great things have come come from that from from people who are willing to be like yep all right i'm gonna lead let's do this let's change this yeah and we're, we're proud of where we are and like again we're the journey continues right like i said we haven't made the ncaa tournament we haven't won games in the ncaa tournament but now we're at a point now where, where guys really believe we can do that and and we showed this year we were right there and Again, man, it's like, it's not for everybody, but what I'm really proud of. So this is, I just finished my fourth year here. We've had one student in four years transfer in. We've had one student transfer out in four years. And so to your point about- Also, hey, in the the most transfer heavy four years of basketball history as well. Yeah. So then it's like, well, why is that? Why is that? Well, like we do a good job of filtering out guys before they even get here. So when I tell guys, hey, we've never made the NCAA tournament, some guys are, all right, I'm not going there. I don't like, they're not good enough, whatever. That's fine. Like then, then you weren't the right fit in the first place. That's okay. But, but, but what I don't want our guys to get here on campus now, like, well, this isn't what he said. And I was misled. No, no. Like this is, this is the challenge. And this is what we got to do. Like, are you with that or not? And if you're not, no problem. We wish you the best, but if you're with it, then, then we all got to put in the work. So um, I'm really proud that, like I said, one student is transferred in, one is transferred out in four years. Uh, amazing. It's, it's awesome. Um, what you're building there again, I didn't know uh, anything about you or the school prior to our conversation and doing research. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm, you know, on the other side of the country almost, but, but learning, um, about you and your approach and the culture and, and what you guys are doing is really, really awesome and, and really cool to hear. Um, well, the last thing I, I wanted to touch on was a little bit of kind of recruiting and you've already kind of talked about how you recruit and, and meet with families but um, again putting you on the spot I just want to see if there's any if we have any current players listening uh, parents of, of young players any recruiting advice you have uh, for players families out there is there you know it's a it's a daunting world uh, getting recruited and or trying to get recruited what how do I even begin looking for the right schools how do I make the right decision do you have any uh, big big chunks of advice? Yeah, I would say, you know, obviously have conversations with your high school coach and your club coach and just try to get an honest evaluation of where you are, right, as a player, as a student. And then, um, you know, figure out like, so for example, McAllister, like we're, we're test optional, which means you you do not have to submit an ACT or SAT score to apply. And it's also free to apply. So I would encourage students, maybe they're saying, hey, I want to go division one or division two. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But at least apply to a, a couple of division three schools just to give yourself that option. Um, because maybe all of a sudden your senior ends and you don't maybe have the offers that you want, but you still want to make sure that, that you've got some good options on the table. So like our application deadline, January 15th. So we need students applying before that date. Uh, but I'd also say, just take some visits, you know, maybe visit a school that's a smaller enrollment, medium-sized enrollment, and then a large school, just so you get a feel. Um, and then just reach out to coaches, you know, with, with, it's amazing how connected you can be right now in this era, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or emails or whatever. And so I would say just email the coach, like email the head coach, maybe CC an assistant and send a highlight tape, three to five minutes, send your transcript and, and just see where they are in their recruiting process. And um, just as much as we have to recruit 
players. It's also nice to know that players are interested in our school. So, so never be afraid to reach out. At that point right there, I want to emphasize and, and stay on for one second. You, you're saying, as we've talked about this before, it's why I want to uh, bring more light to it. You're saying as a head coach that you appreciate and or it catches your eye and or it looks good when a player is proactive in reaching out. And it's not just a one way you're interested in them. You like having a player say, hey, coach, uh, we've we've suggested players. Uh, I mean, we use different platforms, uh, yeah. to sports recruits and stuff, but like email yeah. coaches, a highlight tape, tell them who you are and that you're interested. That matters. I think so. I think, you know, I'm one person, right? I can't speak for every single college basketball for coach. Sure, I, for sure. I, I like to know that just as much as we're rec recruiting a student and we're interested in them, like they have mutual interest, right? Like that's how the fit is. is it's a two-way street, right? Like I don't want to say, man, I love this kid. He's got great grades and all that, but then he gets here and it's like, it's not what he wanted, you know, or, or she, if, if you're getting recruited by women's basketball. So um, yeah. So again, I think, any coach that reaches out to you, I would encourage, if you're not interested, another good thing is just to let that coach know, hey, coach, thank you so much, but I'm looking at other schools, appreciate your time, right? Just to close that loop. And, uh, but if you're interested then say, hey, like, I'd love to visit. I'd love to talk to you on the phone. Now we have Zoom. We have all these tools uh, at your disposal where if you can't fly somewhere, you can still have a, have a conversation. So uh, just make the most of that. Yeah, I like how you even mentioned, like, you know, if you decide you don't want to go to that school, be respectful about it and just email and say, hey, coach, I'm I'm, I'm looking elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. You never know. One thing I've learned, I'm, I'm 25, coach. I'm, I'm young, getting into the professional world, but I've run into people that I had run into four years ago or something, or especially in this basketball world, um, you just connect with one. Um, so the small thing that I like that you uh, mentioned and bring up there, um, coach, this has been a really enjoyable convo. Um, so much has come out of it. I think we can clip up a ton of small content from this is off uh, from this, which is awesome. But I want to open up the floor just kind of one more time to you for for any thoughts, any final thoughts on what we've talked about today for for people out there listening. Again, you're the head coach at McAllister uh, College. Um, I'm sure you could check that out on social media or looking it up and learning more in St. Paul, um, Minnesota. Correct. Correct. Yes, yeah. So yeah. we have, I'll just give a, a, a quick plug for our school. So we have 2,200, yeah. we have 2,200 students at McAllister. Uh, we have students from all 50 States and over 90 countries. So very diverse student body, wow. uh, beautiful athletic facilities. Um, we have a new president, new athletic director, uh, young coaching staff, and, and we're, we're building a special program. So um, what I would say is, you know, it, Division one and division two, you know, they have certain recruiting periods and division three schools, we don't. So like we, in theory, you could go out, recruit every day. We, we don't do that, but you could, right? So a lot of times division one and two coaches will ask us for our advice on certain players because we can be out at a time when they can't. And so I was just at a, a local AU practice uh, last Thursday and I was telling, it's a team that has probably mostly division one players on the team. So I said, I might not be your dream coach and that's okay but I might know your dream coach. And so you have to play like, and again, we all have off days. We're human. You're not going to make every shot, but like you have to play with an effort and intensity, like as if your dream coach was watching because he might not be there or she might not be there, but someone in the gym might know that coach. And so um, just knowing that you've got to be on and you've got to be prepared. And if you're not prepared or you're not on or you're health, not healthy, whatever, 
then maybe you got to take a day off or something. But as soon as you step in those lines and the ball goes up and you're competing, um, you got to give everything you can because you, you just, you never know who's watching. And I just want to add really quickly. Um, I've, I've talked about this concept a lot. I'm sure you'll agree for players out there. If you have an off day shooting again, you're right. You're human, but man, I'm telling you coaches or people who've been around the game long enough can tell like it's just an off day by the way you're carrying yourself and playing and the intensity. They're like, Oh no, there's something I can tell. He's just missing shots. But he can hoop. He can, he can shoot it. I yeah. can tell by the way he's playing and approaching. So don't worry about like that, that happens. But if you're then uh, bad body language, uh, you know, not being a good teammate, then a coach is like, Oh, yeah, exactly. So like, you know, we, we always say teammate hits the floor, pick him up, uh, coach subs you out give them a high five ref makes a bad call, which we all know that's going to happen, right? Refs aren't perfect. They're going to make bad calls. How do you respond? Uh, just like, how do you respond when things don't go your way? Right. Is that, it's just as important as how do you respond when things do go your way and, um, and just be excited for the, you know, the 2023s or 24s that are listening or whatever. I know 2022s are kind of getting ready for college or whatever, but, um, enjoy this time, enjoy like playing high school basketball and like being with your teammates and, um, be thankful that, you know, someone's supporting you along the way to, to be able to do that. Cause you know, these things aren't free and, um, it, it's an investment, but if you do it right and you handle yourself appropriately, it's just, it's amazing where the game can take you. Um, and, and just really just, just appreciate that because it is, we both know it, it flies by. Yeah. And it is amazing where it can take you to the point where we're both here doing our jobs right now. You're doing your job as a coach, you know, getting getting your uh, school out there. And I'm doing my job. For some reason, somebody's paying me just to record <laughs> these things. Uh, and all because of basketball, all because of basketball. You know, we're here today. So it, it really can take you so many um, really cool places. Coach Abe, uh, man, I really appreciate it. Really, really um, enjoyable conversation, really refreshing one. So thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate everyone listening and wish everyone the best this summer. Absolutely. That's all for the Youth Hoops pod. Uh, we'll be back soon with another conversation. Give us a follow on at ProSkillsBasketball on Instagram and Facebook and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. Go check out McAllister College. Um, sure, you can find it out there. Um, Google search. It's Come on, it's 2022. You can find anything these days. Um, have a good day, everyone, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>